We got bottles in the house, call the cabaret. So pull me up another glass of the champagne. I'm feeling right with my ice and chains. Counting all these stacks, cause we run this game. We got bottles in the house, call the cabaret. Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 570 with our, with our review of Good Boys. I'm Christopher Schnazing. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we were just going to do one review for you, and that was a review of Blinded by Light. Well, honestly, we were going to do Good Boys. Yep. And then we are like, oh wait, Blinded by the Light is coming out wider, we can see it. We should definitely see that over Good Boys. And then Stephen got it in his mind. We got time to fit them both in. Yep. And keep in mind, I didn't see any over the weekend. So I was cramming one in before recording. And then I was like, I think I can do both. I think I can make it happen. (laughs) So you saw it in the order of Good Boys and then Blinded by the Light. I saw Blinded by the Light uh, last Thursday, I think. And then then just got back from seeing Good Boys uh, before we recorded that review of Blinded by the Light. Um, but yeah, so this is a story of a bunch of uh, young children who get into potentially adult situations that are above their age grade. Um, but um, this is a film very much of the time, I guess. And there's one trope that has been in a lot of these coming-of-age tales recently. And it's a trope that may or may not separate uh, you and yours and my... Oh, Did I know what consent was? Uh, no, 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 no. But like, so our generations, one of the tropes we see a lot in films recently is like of these kids, and it, I, I'm calling it a trope, but it's I, I'm 100% assuming it's real, but you and I are some odd eight years separated by each mm-hmm. other. Um, so as even though we grew up generationally at the same time, the world had advanced significantly. <laughs> We're only like five and a half years apart. But, but a, lot, a lot happened. If I, I right. had to wait for my internet. <laughs> you had fast internet. Yep. Um, but essentially, one of the things that we see in films like this is kids going into situations with relationships, wondering how to do things, and they just Google for things like how to kiss and things like that. Is that like... Did you ever Google for things like that? Like, are you of the age where that was happening? Because for me, that was like... The internet was like the internet existed, but it wasn't a thing that you could just get anything you wanted on it. It was like you got to go in like the chat rooms and ask for the stuff that you really want, right? Yep. So it was like it was slightly different where it wasn't ubiquitous yet. Yeah. It was like yeah, I could st- my Encarta online CD <laughs> didn't have how to kiss in it. No, yeah, I, I I totally get the the distinction. Um, I feel like my answer should be yes because like by the time I when I was in sixth grade the age of these kids it was but 2001 and for sure google was already a thing right but i still remember at that age using like yahoo and having being excited (laughs) when a website existed for the thing i wanted to know about yeah so i don't think i was yet confident enough that like a niche thing would exist for every question i had like maybe i would have asked jeeves about it i don't (laughs) i don't know if he would have given me a good answer (laughs) um yeah, I kind of feel like I wasn't yet in that mindset. And then by, like, mid-high school, I definitely was. But by okay. then, like, not to brag, but I had kissed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like anyone born after me probably had the Google whatever you want to know thing. And for me, I came, like, just on the cusp of that being a realistic thing to do. Yeah, like, it, it was a thing that, like, 
it, it, it rings as completely authentic to me when I see it. But like when I think back to when I was these ages, even at the times when I had internet, it was not even in the realm of possibility that I would even think about looking anything up because yeah. I wouldn't expect for there to be that answer yeah, I mean, readily the, available. The internet was a place where, like, if you know where to find it, you'll find it, right? So, like, yeah. like I had a, a blog or whatever when I was in eighth grade and freshman year of high school, but I don't think I expected that I could find other information. It was just like, yeah, yeah. if people know how to find me, they can read my blog. End of communication. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I knew how to make was, like, fake napalm and stuff yep. like that. <laughs> and porn, of course. Yeah, yeah that too. Uh, <laughs> the way that, those, that had the, to be there when the internet started. The way those sentences came, it sounded like I was saying, "Oh, you making make napalm and making porn." <laughs> Anyways, we're not here to talk about those two things. Nope. Um, neither of which can totally get me arrested. <laughs> Both of which are dangerous subjects you should use protection from. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're here to talk about good boys. Good boys. Um, and maybe about whether or not they were good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to take a listen to the trailer for good boys, and we're going to come back and give you a little review. Look what I found at school today. What is it? I have no idea. That's a tampon. Girls shove it up their buttholes to stop babies from coming out. An eighth grader told me that. Tonight. A party tomorrow. You in? Yeah. Can Thor and Lucas come? They're so random. Oh. They're my best friends. We do everything together. There's gonna be girls at the party. You know what that means? Drama. No. Kissing. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. We can spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires. No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. This is what happens when you don't respect women. I respect women. My mom's my best friend. What about me? My dad's gonna kill me. Chill. This is how we get the drone back. Picture this. I'm a You took my bag. Don't get any closer. Oh my god, there's Molly in there. Okay. Who's Molly? Because she's not with us. Sweet Jesus. Just give us our Molly! Nobody Nobody We're not crossing a highway! Are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? Here's the plan. I'm gonna go to the party with a beer so everyone knows that I'm cool. What do you have in your pants? It's been like this ever since I was a baby. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school. Mm? Nobody You guys are like seven. Stop treating us like kids. We're twins. Ooh, gummy vitamins. We know how things work. What the f is this? Nobody speak. Nobody can joke. I found this in the back of my parents' closet. An indoor swing? What are you doing? That swing is for sexing. People do sex on it. 
All right, so uh, Good Boys is a little film about uh, three friends who have grown up together. They are all very, very young. Um, I don't know if it's ever mentioned exactly what grade they're in, but they're definitely... I think they're sixth graders because they're getting ready to go to middle school. There's the one line where he's like, are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? Um, That genius line. (laughs) Which I guess makes them like 11, right? That's how grades work? I don't know. Yeah, I think 11. I think you're in 8th grade when you're 13, usually. <laughs> is, is there like a Celsius-Fahrenheit equation that you can take grade plus or minus 30 and then... <laughs> yeah, you add 273. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Jacob it's... <laughs> Tremblay is currently 12, so I think 11 sounds about right. Okay, so it's about a bun- uh, uh, three 11-year-olds who, um, you know, they're, they're just trying to... Make it through school being not uncool and hanging out. They're invited to a party. Um, they're excited to try to go to this little party because there might be kissing that is going to happen there. Mm. And uh, along the way, some things happen and they have to go on an adventure to try to uh, re- get back a drone that they have lost that belongs to the kid's father. It's basically like the Sandlot, but instead of baseball, it's just three kids. Yeah. And instead of... They're still trying to round some bases, though. (laughs) Exactly. But instead of trying to get a baseball back from a dog, they're trying to get a drone back from two girls. Yeah. Um, So, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Good Boys? You know, everything in me was expecting to not like this movie. Um... It's obvious. You're not going to praise this movie, are you? You <laughs> were it, you it, were you riding the high of, of Bruce Springsteen? I watched this first. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. True, true, true. Um, so this is a movie that is obviously cut from the super bad cloth. It's kind of like writes itself, right? Like take a super bad type movie, lower the age down, see what we can get away with, you know. We're not trying to hook up at a party. We're just trying to kiss at a party. We're not trying to acquire drugs at a party, but we're still going to have like a scene where drugs are related. We're not going to like go on a joyride with the cops, but we are going to have like a dalliance with the police officer. You know, it, it's very one to one in a lot of different ways. And I actually had a really fun time with this movie. <laughs> I had so many laughs at this movie. I, I feel like this movie is like. So, okay, it, it does a thing that lazy comedies do which is they lean hard on like a hip-hop soundtrack or something where like every moment something is going to go on that is like underscoring the quote comedy of the moment and that is a that's a lazy technique you know it doesn't indicate a well-written screenplay but this movie fucking worked for me like I, I was laughing like most every scene of this movie I was enjoying myself because the little kids were just like I, I don't know. Like, like I thought they bounced off each other really, really well. I like, like you know, Jacob Tremblay is kind of the leader of the group. Um, but then uh, his friend Lucas is like has a lot of the really funny lines, and he's like the more like responsible, well upbringing kid in there. And then the the Jonah Hill type character is kind of like more of the comic relief in the movie. I I can't justify it, Chris. I can't justify <laughs> it. I had a lot of fun. With this movie. Uh, part of it is that I think the secondary characters were just great. Uh, you and I have talked about Will Forte as the dad in this movie. He's incredible. This he's movie. a wonderful, wonderful, he's wonderful so presence. incredible. Um, that he's only in like two scenes, but both of those scenes I think are Are hilarious. the best scenes in the film. Yeah, in, in one scene he talks to his son about masturbating in a way that is <laughs> very uncomfortable. And in another he tells him that he loves him but he doesn't like him, which I think is a good uh, kind of the anti-eighth grade ending for any parent. Um 
yeah, I think uh, Lucas's parents, uh, Lil Ray, Howry, and Retta, are like th- I thought they were hilarious in the movie, like the way that they are they're working through a divorce and he is like witnessing it and like Lil Ray Howry is trying to tell him how everything's gonna be the same and Reddit just keeps like side eyeing him and saying things like, Not that good. <coughs> like I d I don't know. I, I, I thought like the adults in this movie were very, very funny. And there was something really I don't know why. I, I can't justify it. There was something really charming to me about the way the like the high school age kids in this movie relate to the younger kids, that it had a little bit of that like kind of it's a bad comparison, but kind of like in eighth grade when the older high schooler calls uh like the eighth grader and like talks to her about how high school is gonna be okay. Yeah. Like there's this feeling that like the kids are like Ant Man in the mini universe where everything matters so much. <laughs> Yeah, like, like the kids are in the moment where this is an epic battle, this is a terrible thing, like this is the end of the world, and then everyone else is kind of like up here in the universe where it's just like a toy train getting run into, right? And yeah. like they're kind of bemused at all the effort the kids are going into for something that in the long scheme of things isn't going to matter very much. Um, but I don't know, I, I thought it had it had a lot of funny jokes in the movie, I thought it had a lot of good one-liners, I think the meta premise of like the fact that everything they're trying to do ultimately doesn't matter. You know, they're trying to go to a kissing party and who, who remembers like the girl they had a crush on in sixth grade, you know, that is definitely not going to be a thing that lasts. Um, but I thought Speak there was for some... yourself, Steven, <laughs> like, like all of these movies are trafficking in nostalgia of, you know, coming of age and the fact that like things seem to mean a whole lot back then, even though they would ultimately not mean very much in the future. But I feel like this movie just did it really well. I like the friend group. I like the tearful arguments. I like the way they bounce off each other. I, I, I laughed a lot in this movie. I, ca- I, can't, I can't justify it. It's not a great script. It, <laughs> I, I already, like I said, it writes itself, and I think the actors are game enough to like, let a script that writes itself be funny, but I had a fucking great time watching this it, movie. <laughs> it, honestly, this film feels like they locked those three kids in a room and gave them a bunch of index cards that told them what the scenes were, and they wrote the rest of the movie themselves. <laughs> it's <laughs> it. I because as as I mentioned, we were going to review Good Boys just because it was coming out, and then we were like, "Wait, Blinded, Blinded by the Light looks like genuinely kind of heartfelt. Let's go see that instead." We added this at the last minute. I was definitely thinking while watching this movie, man, I could have been doing a lot of other. <laughs> instead of watching this movie oh man i wasn't at all i wasn't at all i was thinking like i'm so glad i suggested to also watch this movie (laughs) well i'm glad that you had that reaction and it wasn't just both of us going like whoa that was a mistake and i'm not a big fan of like comedy movies lately i feel like they let me down almost all the time and maybe because my bar was like way down here this one just pleasantly surprised me but i i was like i was fully vibing in the apatowy type way of being like I mean, it doesn't reach the heights of, you know, Super Bad or Forgetting Sarah Marshall or any of those movies. But I was feeling the way you feel watching one of those movies where you're just like, there's going to be a funny thing every minute or two. It's going to be quick. Like, it isn't going to outstay its welcome. And I'm going to get a little bit of heart by the end. I'm I'm into it. So I think think my problem with the humor of this film is not just the humor itself, but it's, it's the conceit of most of the humor is that these kids are not old enough to be making jokes that have meaning behind them. So they're just saying things they think they've heard. Yep. And it, at, it, 
in an, in another film, maybe with older kids, maybe with something else, you if you have a good enough story underneath it, you can rapid fire throw out your jokes because they don't all have to land. But I think because this film is mostly just what if these kids were really, really young and they thought anal beads were a necklace? Isn't that funny? And it's like it can be funny once. It can't repeatedly be funny, right? right? And it's it's when you have scenes where they're constantly trying to do the same gag again, it's like, yeah, it was kind of funny when, when Joseph Chamberlain couldn't open a child-safe uh, medicine container, but, like, doing it 40 times does not ex- – it, it's not like a Family Guy thing where it goes from not funny to funny. It's right. like, it's like that's kind of funny. It You're doing it still. That's cool. I guess I wasn't trying to laugh at those scenes. <laughs> no, no, I, I know. I'm, I'm just giving an example of how, like, they, 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 mm-hmm. they re- repeatedly return to the well for, like, it's – funny how young these kids are right and i think that because they're just on their own for most of the film there isn't a kids too young to be playing with adult situations like it's it's a thing where they become isolated and they don't get to play off the fact that they're naive they're just them so the joke is not with other characters the joke is with us Mm-hmm. So there's one scene where they're attempting to earn money quickly by selling something that one of the the people has. Yeah. And that scene is one of the only times in the entire film where they're interacting with adults and we experience the humor through another adult instead mm-hmm. of us, the viewer. And I think that the humor existing purely between us, the audience, and the children without humor coming from them being observed outside of themselves yeah. is missing something that kind of like makes it more enjoyable. There are definitely moments that I laughed in this film. It's not like I was sitting there with my arms crossed going like, hey, I'm too old to enjoy this. It was, <laughs> it, it like was, a clown. Hey, kids. Yeah, I didn't know Krusty was in this movie. Um... <laughs> It was sort of a clown accent. It was very clowny. I got clown on the brain because of the It 2 trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, like, it, it's just one of those things where like, I felt like there was, a, there was a missing thing in the humor that over time became sort of grating. And it's like sometimes the, the moments would land and I'd be like, oh, yeah, and I'd giggle or laugh. Um, there's a few moments where like I honestly laughed out loud. Yeah. Um, but I think in general, it didn't always it wasn't landing consistent enough for me to have a good vibe going through the whole film it was just a scattered bit of like moments that kind of made me laugh mm-hmm. i'm i'm sad to hear that so i <laughs> the thing is i agree with you the reason i wasn't into the idea of the film is i do think the central conceit of like look at these kids talking about things that they're too young to talk about is not that funny and like I was afraid the movie was going to lean way too hard on that idea. And honestly, things like the anal beads or whatever, like, to me, those were kind of smirky. Like, huh, that's like the funny situation we're in. But that wasn't the meat of the humor at any given time. The meat of the humor was like the the particular way they interacted with each other. And it, was, it wasn't look at them talking about a thing they don't understand. It was like, look at the things that they are actually grappling with. Like, the things that they find important. Like practicing how to kiss or like yeah. trying to figure out how to cross a freeway or like things that are like but but even so so, so the, we started this episode by talking about looking stuff online yeah 
they they come up with this genius plan to Google for how to kiss. Yeah. At some point, while trying to Google how to kiss, they're like, what do we search for? And somebody goes, type in boobs. Yeah. And it's like, the joke is that kids are trying to look up pornography, but that's not what they were looking for. They were looking for how do you kiss, and how, boobs isn't how you kiss. Mm-hmm. Boobs is something you want to see, <laughs> but it's like, as a, like it just, it, there, there are things where like, they wanted to get to the joke where they're finally just straight up searching for porn, but they don't know yeah, how to yeah. get there that, that was a lazy joke for sure yeah. that, that was a lazy shortcut but then what made me like it again is the actor playing the stepson being like 40 years old <laughs> 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 like i feel like they had so much fun like whoever did like uh punch up for this movie i feel like was just having a blast like whatever that room was like yeah. coming up with all the funny things that can be happening around the kids um yeah, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of the narrative main thread things don't work. Like, a lot of the jokes that show up in the trailer, I think, are not that funny. But th- there's just something about, like, the the patter that the kids have with each other that, like, I, I feel like I laughed, like, every few minutes of this movie, like, out loud, enjoying myself. And I, yeah. I was with people who were laughing, too. Like, the audience was pretty oh, on my, board my for this movie. My audience definitely loved this movie. <laughs> and, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's because I hadn't eaten yet. <laughs> yeah, you were hangry. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I liked the presence of like the quote cool kids in this movie. You know, the ones who bully over how many sips of beer they've had before. Uh, Soren is like the cool kid that throws the party that they're trying to get to in the end. I thought he, there was just something where like he was so funny as like this this little kid being like the cool one that everyone else wants to like emulate and look up to. I don't know. I I can't justify it. I just I had I had a lot of fun with this movie. Even if I think it's like an easy subject and they kind of took the easy way out, I it didn't crash and burn at all. I feel like like the kids definitely sell the movie really well. And then every adult or person over the age of 15 is, I think, like a genuinely very funny comic relief character. And if a movie were comprised only of them, I feel like it would be like actually a fairly big hit. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I had fun. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a film that may i may have liked it more if there were more famous people in it um or some more heavy hitters at least mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think like the kids were fine i was on board with them i just something about the presentation of the material itself was not at like i i still cared about the kids and what was happening to them um that freeway scene yep. still is like god i can just imagine like a kid being that fucking stupid yep. and it just it upset me in a way. So it's like there are still moments where I could totally be invested in the story um, or the, the what I'm seeing in the given moment. But it just for some reason, it just didn't it didn't feel like it was trying hard enough, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was a little like not lackadaisical, but it felt like it was kind of coasting. I, I just loved what it was coasting on. I don't know. I, I had so much fun with this movie. Yeah. And yet again, two for two tonight of movies with characters that are in veep making like very funny cameos so in this case the police officer is sam richard oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. plays richard and veep yeah yeah i you know what it might honestly be which is kind of like an oxymoron but i is it the younger sister effect you f- you didn't want to think that your sisters were talking this way when they were 11 no 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 it, it's it's that i don't feel like the characters know what they're saying when they're saying it 
so it feels inauthentic. But the point of the character is that they don't know what they're saying. But it feels like there's something that feels wrong. It's it, it's like a weird uncanny valley thing, right? Mm. Where these kids are being given lines that an adult who knows what they're talking about tried to write as a kid who doesn't know what they're talking about, but the kid who's delivering the line also doesn't know what they're talking about. And it just, something feels off and I can't put my finger on it. And I think that was just grading me a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I just, I, I liked it. I like the the frat house scene. The I thought that was hilarious. Was <laughs> it was really, really good. And, and that had a lot of good, like, digs at other people. Like, a character walks out right before the mayhem starts, and he's like, she agreed not to press charge. <laughs> that was fucking weird. <laughs> There's a lot of consent jokes in this film that, like, I don't know if they were added Later, I don't know how long this film I, I has been. Because I think we talked about this in Booksmart, too. I think this is just like the youth in a generation that has grown up way more woke than we were when we grew up. Like, I honestly think like they are probably just taught consent before they do health ed or like yeah. anything else. Um, so like the one they're like, I don't know what a kiss is, but I know I have to get like vocal positive consent every time. Yeah, there's a great there's a great moment with the kids trying to practice kissing on something. And just the fact that one of them wants to play the consent part of the conversation, <laughs> it just, it's incredibly funny. Yep. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Any any uh, other comments you want to say about this film? Just that after hearing that you didn't really like this one, like, I still love you, but I no longer like you. <laughs> Speaking of a thing that I think I'm technically cutting out, yep. <laughs> well, you do have to give this credit, this film credit for not having mid-90s-esque stuff with the older girls interacting with the younger yep. children, um, because there's definitely some weird shit that happens in mid-90s. Yeah. I thought when Molly was involved, then maybe something was going to happen, but I was glad it didn't go that route. Yeah. Like, they were, they were just kind of, I, I don't know, like a word like fraternal to mean like the older sistery feeling that you would feel to someone, but they just yeah. felt like older sisters, right? In a way I, that I thought was kind of heartwarming, actually. Unless grilled cheese is like some urban dictionary thing I don't know about. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I felt so bad for Lucas, though. He's like, wait, so are we not having grilled cheese anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't let Steven making me laugh about lines from the movie make you think that I thought it was that great. Yeah, no. <laughs> these these grades are far more important. Um, but yeah, I mean, any last comments about the film? Just that I think if you had any inkling to see this movie, I think you will like get a kick out of it. I think I think you'll like it. And I think the the script is not always clever. Like it is a bit lazy, but it has a lot of one-off jokes that are very funny. So I, I feel like again, the the writers' room had a blast just coming up with the the things that would kind of fill out a movie that, on its surface, is kind of like predictable and obvious. Um, and I think those fill-out things are worth it. And the the cast of adults who are all like great gives you a hint of like the funny people that were involved in coming up with this movie. So yeah, I I would watch it. I, I'm pro. Cool. Well, uh, why don't you let people know how pro you are? If you're going to give us a must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for until pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm giving this a solid recommend with a caveat. Um, honestly, it, 
around like a third of the way through Blinded by the Light, I was thinking, am I honestly going to give Blinded by the Light a lower rating <laughs> than Good Boys? Um, I'm honestly thinking that right now. <laughs> but like, that's what I felt watching Good Boys. I, w- I was like, I-, I had a lot of fun with it. I laughed a lot in the theater. I-, I just thought it was like very silly. I thought the emotions were there, like not eighth grade levels of there, of course, but the feeling of like, coming of age and being just at that moment when you realize that maybe like the people you grew up with are not necessarily going to be in your life forever. Um, I I thought it was handled really well in a kind of a sympathetic way. And it didn't go for the cheap jokes of just like, like, like you mentioned, let's have the kids like be in very sexual situations or like, let's put them in places that are really, really like just raunchy for the sake of raunchy. Like, I think it has fun with things that are crazy, you know, like, the frat house scene that we talked about. Yeah. But overall, I think the humor of it is not look at how dirty we got these kids to be. It is like, let's see what kids who grew up in the age when you can access anything and you've probably heard everything, how would they filter the, wor- the world, right? Like, yeah. how would they talk about things and try to sound clever and try to sound like like they know everything? Um, <laughs> like the, One of the friends who's trying to, like, build up cred after being sippy cup is like yeah i mean i've never i've never kissed a girl but i've had sex with like lots yeah. of girls. <laughs> but things like that like just made me laugh i don't know so i i think this is a movie that has like plenty of humor to recommend it and a little bit of the heart too in terms of like remembering what it felt like to be that young yeah um i'll, I'll give it a wait for until <laughs> um there is some enjoyment in the film and it's one of those things that you could casually watch and be like yeah yeah that was fine uh, when it just gets like put up in your Netflix as here's an option to watch, um, it's something that you could watch. It it definitely doesn't have the staying power of something like Booksmart or something like that. Yeah, um, Booksmart where, is definitely better. Yeah, yeah, Booksmart, Eighth Grade, like all those films are things that are like, wow, this is actually like a good film, and this is just kind of a fun evening slash afternoon that you can have when you uh, go boop boop and then <laughs> watch it on Netflix. Chris just boop my nose. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> just super bad style. <laughs> boop. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is going to do it for our review of Good Boys. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you at the week, where can they do that? Uh, people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Good Boys, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, next week, we're going to most likely have a review of Ready or Not. Oh, yeah. Um, because that looks like something that's fun. It's been getting a lot of buzz. And uh, even though we took a break between the two episodes, we didn't really look up anything else that might be coming out yet. No. <laughs> we just remembered that Ready or Not's coming out. I mean, out. we only have like one more, two more weekends after that before our uh, our extravaganza. Ooh, yes. That. Do we announce that now, or do we want to wait till later? Well, we'll wait till they announce the lineup tomorrow, I guess. Okay, yeah, true. <laughs> we'll figure out what we're doing there. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. 
we will see you next time. Bye.